Welcome to Two Pete in a Podcast, where we will talk about child health from birth right away through to adolescence, dealing with issues of illness, development, and everything else that is of importance. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25. We decided to sneak in a dehydration podcast. I am Michael Platten, and with me I have Simon Strawn. Hello, everybody. Nice to be here. Yeah, we had a bit of a discussion about had we covered this topic adequately in previous podcasts, and then we thought, you know, it's such an th- important point, and so many parents always worry about dehydration. We thought, let's just do one specifically on that. You just submit it into one. Good idea. Yeah. Quickly so, so hopefully it'll be quick. Right. Signs of dehydration. Now, that depends on how old your child is. It's a bit easier to identify in the younger child than the older child. Do you agree? Yes, I do. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to run through the signs of dehydration from the top of your baby or child all the way down to the bottom. And then afterwards, we're going to select out the things that you need to be looking at as a first sign of dehydration and then later signs or more severe signs thereafter. Because it is a little easier to pick it up in younger children than older children. Very often I find that older children, people misassess. In other words, they underestimate how dehydrated the the children are, Mm -hmm. whereas in younger children it's easier. But you can go go through the signs and we'll talk about that. Okay. So with children that still have an open fontanelle or the hole at the top of their head, if that gets pulled down, we call it a sunken fontanelle, that is a sign that there is reduced uh, fluid in the body. And that is because as water reduces, there's less water around and in the brain and that pulls in. That said, in a normal child with no vomiting and diarrhea, there can be a slight pulling in of that just because or before a feed. Once you feed them, it goes back to normal. And also if they're sitting up, it's usually flatter than if they're lying down. Just because of the pressure distribution. And it can also pulsate randomly. Yes. That's important. People often ask that. If you put your finger on it, you can feel it actually pulsing like the pulse. Mm. And that's normal. Yeah, the relevance of that for this podcast, not so much, but it's fine. It's there. We said it. We'll cover it later. Uh, The next sign is we look at the eyes to see if they've pulled back or into the, uh, the skull. This we call sunken eyes. And that's also because there's less fluid and they pull back. And they also aren't as glistening or shiny as normal. And they get that kind of gray appearance on the skin. And you can see that they're just retracted a little bit. So it's mm. sunken. Yeah. And or sallow. I think that's the word, sallow. Then in the mouth, they won't be drooling as much or not at all. And if you look at the tongue, it's going to be very dull. It'll and be not like glistening. Exactly. So it won't be kind of, you won't see like spittle and, and watery stuff. It'll be a bit tacky and sticky. Or it might be completely dry. Mm. Just jumping back up, the eyes. Uh, when they cry, they do not cry with tears. So moving down, we now start to look at what the baby feels like on its hands and feet. And if you really are dehydrated, your hands and feet will feel cooler than the rest of your body. If you were going to measure the pulse, you'd find the pulse would be a bit quicker. And just like Mike's explained that the fontanelle and even the eyes can become a bit sunken because of reduced water, reduced water is going to make the skin not quite as elastic. In other words, if you had to gently pinch the skin on your baby's chest and you let go, it would immediately just go back to how it was if the baby was not dehydrated. But if the baby is dehydrated in the main and you pinch it like that, then it kind of takes a little longer just to go back to normal again. Mm. Okay. 
Okay, so that's the periphery, so the, the hands, feet, and the body. The next thing we look at is urine output. How much urine are they passing? Are they missing wet nappies, or is it just less than normal? And for a baby, we want a wet nappy every three hours. At a push, they can skip one, but they have to have a pee within the next, or by the next three hours, so six hours is our cutoff. If they are missing another one, then there's definitely significant dehydration we need to have a look at them yeah and i would also like to just add in the color of the urine mm. so normally when you wee you know it's a kind of yellowy color a little bit it's a straw color yeah and but when you get dehydrated i mean just for example think about you've gone on a long run or you've done a good bout of exercise and you need a bit of fluid very often then you go to the loo and you weeing very yellow urine mm. yellow to orange so when you're a, when you are heading towards dehydration your kidneys are going to try and conserve water. So they don't want to wee out the water because you're usually pooping it out or vomiting it out anyway. So they're trying to keep it in your body. And what happens when you try and wee and not put water with it is you get very yellow urine. So if you see the urine starting to get like that, you then need to know you need to start increasing fluid intake because you're heading towards dehydration. And that's going to happen before you get to the point of not passing urine. Yeah. And also, with children that don't have diarrhea, if they are dehydrated, they will become constipated. Because you need, the, the body just keeps taking water out of the stool, and it makes it harder and harder and harder. And I think that's going to lead into our, our next podcast, which is constipation. Right. So those are the symptoms. Anything One else more thing. Add? Yeah, yes. I want to go further down the body and talk about the legs and the feet. Okay, go ahead. It's a bit of a joke, but... When your children are very dehydrated, they don't want to stand up because they're lethargic. That's important. Yes. So we take from top to bottom. So okay. they don't want to stand on their legs and their feet. I'm just saying that. So it's either because of electrolyte abnormalities, because they've lost stuff, or they're just, they just flat. Yeah, yes. they're just flat because they're feeling sick and miserable and their fluid is down. So that's top to bottom. Okay. Right. Now let's just distill that into what you need to look for as a first sign of dehydration and then move on to the more significant signs of dehydration. The first thing that's going to happen is that they're going to have less urine output. So less peas that are more concentrated, so more yellow going into orange. And they will the, the mouths will start drying up. So, yeah, so I would say absolutely, but one thing before that is you're not going to get to a state where you need to be concerned about dehydration unless you are experiencing the situation where there's more coming out of your baby than you can get into your child. There's more vomit I think we covered that and more stuff. But it's then, important. Yeah. So, so it's important to be aware when that is happening that you need to now be looking for the thing that Mike is talking about, the change in urine color and the, the drying out of the mucous membranes mm -hmm. in the mouth. Yeah. So that's the first stage. The second stage is where the, the eyes start pulling back, the mouth gets like significantly dry, you have a sunken fontanelle, all that skin where you start pulling gets stuck and it goes, it goes back slowly. You're also looking at uh, cold peripherals, and if you like squeeze it, it's going to take w quite a while for the the blood to come back. So that by that time, your child is signif significantly dehydrated. If you feel like you are heading towards dehydration because of what we said about more going out, coming out than going in, and you start to notice any of the things we've spoken about, can I add one? Mm. Very lethargic. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> yes. They are not responding. Your baby's becoming a bit more lethargic. The mouth is right. becoming a bit dry. The wee's changing color. And you can see the skin you're worried about. Just 
That's where you stop. Pick and run. That's when you <laughs> ask for advice. It doesn't mean your child has to be admitted, no. Mm. But you need advice. Some need to have a look, assess with it what level of dehydration. And generally, we can do a four-hour oral, in other words, by mouth, liquid rehydration and win the battle. But other mm. times, they need to be admitted for intravenous, in other words, a drip-up fluids. Yeah, it depends on the doctor that you go see. We just have different ways of doing it. But the idea is that you get fluid into the baby or to the child. So what was going to be a very quick podcast, it ended up being nine minutes about, but yeah. I hope that was helpful. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, right. So <laughs> episode 26, next up, we are actually 26, 27, 28, 29. We are going to be talking about constipation. So we've gone from lots of stuff coming out to lots of stuff staying in. And I'll leave it on that. If your children have allowed you to, thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you found this of value, please be sure to sign up to our email list at www.careforkids.co.za. And that's the numeral four. And subscribe in your favorite podcast app or follow us on Facebook. At two Pete in a podcast. At two Pete in a podcast. TWO, not the numerical two. This is our disclaimer. The information we have given you in this podcast is our own personal professional opinion. We're giving it to you for your own information. Please don't use it to treat yourself or to treat anybody else. Rather, go and see your own medical healthcare provider and follow their advice.